Welcome to Behind Kentucky Football. I'm Curtis Birch. On this edition of the show, we have three conversations that I really think you're going to enjoy. We hear from C.J. Conrad, Drake Jackson, and Coach Steve Klinkscale. Conrad, of course, talks about the win over Missouri last season and his game-winning touchdown score with zeros on the clock. Plus, he shares what he's been seeing from the guys on the field this year. Then we're going to hear from Drake Jackson, who has some interesting things to say about the offensive line, and specifically his teammate Logan Stenberg, who's been taking a lot of criticism lately. We'll wrap with UK defensive back coach Steve Klingscale, who talks about his position group and the growth from those guys this year. So let's jump into those conversations right now. Now joined on Behind Kentucky Football by C.J. Conrad. Uh, C.J. thought it would be a good good week to have you on considering Kentucky's facing uh, Missouri. And let's just start there. That play last year, you caught a game-winning touchdown. You got some distance between when that happened and now. When you look back on that memory, what are your, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, it was just I mean, an unbelievable game. It really capped off my career the way I really wanted it. It was a good memory for me because it's not really, um, you know, something I did in my career was uh, make a ton of standout plays. I was typically a guy who did a lot of run blocking for, for Benny and had, you know, a lot of success in the run game. So it was fun uh, to, you know, make a play for the team, and I was excited about that. But that game was also incredibly frustrating, especially for the offense, uh, just you know, we were down whatever, 14 nothing, or and we just couldn't get anything going. I mean, it was just – I remember being just so frustrated and trying to piece things together on the sidelines. I think we switched quarterbacks at one point during the game. I mean, we were doing everything in our power to try to get something going, and our defense was just playing unbelievable. Um, and then, you know, Len made a really big play in the punt return and kind of got things going for us. And, uh, you know, a couple things happened, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden I'm catching a game with a touchdown. I want to ask you about the celebration again and let you relive that in a minute, but you, you mentioned Lynn there, and I, I thought, uh, you know, some people leading up to this week, they talked about last year, and ex- they said the exact same thing that you did there, that, you know, Lynn kind of put the team on his back and made a couple of plays. He, you know, he willed he willed you guys, in addition to the defense being so stout, and to a position that allowed you to catch that game-winning touchdown. Uh, when you're watching him this year, can you just discuss kind of his mentality and what, what makes him – who he is. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me how the success he's having this year because I just I've known since I've um, since I saw him walk on campus and been around him and been on the practice field and the game field with him. I just think he's a really good football player. There's really um, there's few guys out there that are just special with the balls in the ball in their hand and he's one of them. I mean that's why I don't think he has any problems uh, switching positions all the time. It's that's incredibly frustrating. I mean incredibly difficult thing to do and he makes it look really easy because Lynn's really good when he gets the ball in his hand no matter what position he's playing uh so uh it's it's awesome to be i'm happy for him along the continue the success that he's having because all it's all going to translate to the next level you have to be really flexible and and play a bunch of positions and be able to do whatever he's shown he can do that so that's you know, hopefully he can keep that going also, you you talked about your blocking there, you know, in that Missouri game, and obviously that was one of your, you know, key key roles. That's the coach always coaches always discuss that anytime you know fan frustration about not going to the tight ends enough. You you guys off you made it clear that you, you viewed yourself as blockers as well, and that was such a important part of what you do on the football field. Uh, but when it relates to Lynn, I was talking to some of the offensive linemen this week. 
And, you know, it's difficult because he keeps a play alive so long that sometimes those blocks and, you know, if you're out in a route, you have to stay engaged and active. I, I, you know, Terry is obviously very mobile, but Lynn kind of takes it to a different level. When, when you're seeing such a mobile quarterback, can you just um, describe you know, how that changes the game? Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely different than blocking for a guy like Benny. Uh, Benny's kind of a one one hit back. He he's a guy who if he sees the hole, he's gonna hit it. That's why he was so good. I mean, Benny had a bunch of tools. He could have done whatever he wanted, but he really was when he saw something, he got it and he got it for a lot of yards. When's a guy you can't you can't stop blocking? Like he, I remember there was a couple times in my career I thought the play was dead, and then he's running right by me. So like you kind of like. You got to continue blocking. Um, it's a tough thing to do because you're not used to that. Not every single dude on the team can do that, but he's one of those guys. So you just got to know mentally when he's getting the ball in his hands that you know anything can happen. Even if you're like 30 yards away on the opposite side of the field, he could be cutting back across the field and coming your way. So you got to be ready at all times. Yeah, Let, let's jump back to to that Missouri <laughs> celebration because it, it was a mob scene on the field and then in the locker room. What, what are your memories of that? Oh man, that was so fun. I I've I've never uh, had a game-winning touchdown through my time just being an athlete. Um, nothing like that, at least. And when it happened, I mean, I just got mobbed, and it was just like my adrenaline was through. I almost threw up. Like it was it was crazy. And then just to see in the locker room with Coach Stoops, and uh, you know how I it was just a it was one of those games where I think there's just a lot of a lot of proud moments because there's just so many teams in past history that would have folded. I mean, it was, it was almost like an unwatchable game. Like I knew like, even when I was playing in it, like, this is ugly. Like we look like, this is like, you couldn't even like acknowledge that we were, our defense was playing that great because just how inept our offense was. And then just for us to like come together and win it at the end, like, I think it really showed the type of team we were last year and how much, you know, finish and grind and, and heart that we had. Yeah, I, I completely agree that that was it was kind of an ultimate team victory. Lynn gets the touchdown on special teams. The defense, if I'm remembering the stat like stat correctly, they didn't, they didn't give up a first down in the second half. That's just insane for a, a going up against a Missouri team who had a, a quarterback that's drafted and on NFL rosters. They also have one of the top. T- I mean, they have a ton of talent. It's not like they did that against somebody that didn't have talent. That that shows how special they were and. And obviously, you can see that with all those guys in the NFL now from that squad. Yeah, absolutely. It was incredible. Uh, switching to what you've seen on the field this season, we'll start out uh, with some of the guys you know the best, the, the tight ends this year. Uh, I'm sure you saw the highlight. It, it, it's probably going to end up being one of the highlights of the year. Lynn hit uh, Justin Rigg on that pop pass, and then he proceeded to drag two or three defenders for an extra 10 yards. I, you know, Coach Marrow's been talking up uh, Justin for a, a while now, and you, that was fi- kind of the embodiment of what he's been talking about. I mean, I'm sure you weren't surprised to see it. No, absolutely not. Uh, being a guy who who's seen Justin, and I've seen all those guys, Keaton and Brendan Bates and, and Drew like all those guys for the last couple of years, I'm not surprised at some of the success that they're having this year. Um, I'm, I'm, I talk to those guys on a weekly basis, and this is Justin's first time being, you know, the starter and being the man. So there was an adjustment period of a time where 
uh, you know, like going in for a couple plays is a lot different than just being the guy who has to grind in every single play. So he's getting better. I was super happy, you know, to see him have the success that he's had, and uh, especially in that game, that was a great play he had. And he's starting to put together, you know, some good games back to back. I'm really happy for him. I know Coach Marrow is uh, is really happy to see all those guys in the room start to play a little better down this last couple games, and and they're just going to continue to get better because they're all really good players and and they're really young. I mean, it's unbelievable how young like the Justin has another year and, and Brandon Bates and Keaton still have like three more. So it's uh, they're going to be they're going to be in great shape. Yeah, and I mean it's also awesome for Justin because. Coming back from all those injuries and all the, the the crazy stuff that he'd gone through in his his career, now to be able to finally get some get some production on the field is awesome to see. You mentioned the other guy there, and he's been kind of he's kind of become. I'm sure you've seen it a little a bit of a cult hero. Uh, your boy Schlegel there, uh, out back a farmer getting features on a uh, SEC Network, I believe. I, what, yeah. what, what kind of character is that dude? The dude, the character is best to describe it. He's uh, uh he's funny man. It's, just, he's a guy who's just like a, um, when we moved him to the fullback room because I remember he was originally a linebacker and um, I hated going against him on the scout team when he was a linebacker because he was just like such like a crafty like just it's kind of like a grinder type guy a guy who just gets underneath your skin when you play against him and then when you move to the fullback it's the fullback like I think it was like spring of my senior year uh just watch him. It was like so natural for him. He was a really physical guy. Played with a really good pad level, and like, just like I've never seen someone just like come so natural to a position. And Coach Marrow's not, um, as you've seen for him in the past, like he's not afraid to play a walk on or a guy who, you know, isn't a guy who he recruited or one of our typical six foot five, two hundred fifty pound tight ends. Like if you can block and hit someone, like he's gonna put you in there and. and Remember Drew was playing against Florida last year, you know, like second game of the season and then big moments to close out the game. Like he doesn't – if you're a good football player, you're going to play in our room. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, that that's something that is not talked about enough probably, the way that you guys utilize the that, that fullback tight end position because you're all, all in the same room there and you do a great job. They do a great job, Coach Grant and Coach Marrow and Coach Henshaw, of mixing up what your guys are doing. And I – People, I don't think, get the full complexity of it often. No, it, it, there's a lot to it. Uh, you know, Drew has his um, specialties, and, and we make sure we maximize them. And he's in he's in for one reason, one reason only. That's the that's the hit someone right in the mouth. So that's 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 what we put him in for. We put him in uh, to succeed, and he's doing a great job. All those guys are. I mean, I talk to all those guys on a weekly basis, like Justin, and you know, they're asking for tips. And I remember. I think it was the uh, may have been the first or second game of the year. It was the second game of the year against Florida, and uh, I was on a FaceTime call with like all the tight ends in the room, and I was teaching them how to do a cup lock because like they'd never done it before. And like I used to cup lock for like people like four or five times a game, and like that's a that's a thing in the as a tight end that you got to do. Um, and I remember I was showing them over FaceTime when I was up in New York how to how to throw a cup lock. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's, that's yeah. Great use of technology. Yeah, it's kind of Vince yeah, Marrow yeah. gets a gets a, a free assistant coach. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I give him. I let him. You know, I I really try. I I I hate. I sometimes I wish I wasn't so um, amped to watch some of these games because I like I get too worked up during them. I'm like last week I was 
when they threw a flag on Stenberg, I like just like lost my mind in the car. Like I was watching on my phone. I was just so I was so pissed. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of fans were, and when you read between the lines, Coach Stoops does a great job of not getting fined. Um, <laughs> but would you listen to what it say? He's obviously pretty upset uh, himself. Yeah, it's, it's tough to watch. I wish I just like I still feel like I'm on the team a little bit just because all the, I'm so close to all those guys. So it was, it's sometimes it's like golly, like I get so mad. <laughs> yeah, well, you're 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 a true fan then. There, I mean, that's that's a lot yeah. of the way. Way most UK fans view this team. Um, you mentioned Vince Marrow a, a lot there. Do you have like a favorite Coach Marrow moment or something that kind of you know crystallizes him? Because he's just he's kind of a larger than life figure at this point with Kentucky football. Um, yeah, I have so many moments, funny moments, good moments with him. I mean, but I just what I always appreciate about Coach Marrow is me and him had a really good idea of what you know the right way to play the position was and what we understood the expectations of what it took and what he what he wanted and once I got that down like me and him were like it was pretty easy like I you know not that I coached myself but he like under you know when I made a mistake I understood where we stood and you know there's we we came to realization of you know that wasn't acceptable or hey that was you know that was a really nice play um, so by the time I seen your head, there really wasn't much conversation to be had. Like we would talk and we'd fix some things, but we were just on the right level. I mean, I, I started for four years, so mm-hmm. I learned uh, quickly, you know, what what he wanted to do. And you know, we've had some tough conversations before uh, when I wasn't meeting the expectations of what he wanted. He's a as much as he likes to brag up on his players to the media and stuff. He's the first to bust our ass. I will say that. Like he's a uh, He's a guy who who will get under you, and if you're not meeting expectations, like that's not acceptable. And he'll make sure you know that. How many times has he told you in the film room that he would have caught that? Oh my goodness! So well, that, that see, that's where he's just full crap. I, that's I he always says that, but I just say pull up your film. Oh wait, you don't have any because you played in like the '80s, so can't see any of that stuff. Oh, I was, I was, yeah, I, I, give him, I give him a hard time all the time. So it's, uh, but that's, that's my guy. It's something to love for him. I mean, he's, he's really couldn't have asked for a better position coach over the four years that I've played. Um, just, just a great guy and still a really close friend of mine. CJ, I really appreciate your time. Lastly, let's, let's catch up on what you're up to now. You were, you were in the, the Giants camp this year. Um, what are you doing at this time? Yeah, so I was with the Giants, and I also uh, was on the team for the first three weeks of the year, and I got released. Um, and now, right now, I just basically just staying in shape and waiting on an opportunity. I've had a couple workouts, um, uh, but nothing's hit yet. And just you know, you just gotta be ready. This is how the life of a free agent is. You just you have to stay in shape every day. And I'm out to head to a workout right now. And just you know, you just gotta be ready on your opportunity because it can happen. You know. I get a phone call today and be on a plane this afternoon. So you just got to be right. You never know. That's that's what's next. How tough is is that kind of you know trans? Well, I guess you know you've been through a lot of transitions there. Um, you know, being seeing the the you know, the business side of the game now at the NFL level. Oh uh, yeah, it's tough. Um, it's a lot different than college. It's just, I guess the the biggest difference is like, you know. 
in, in there's no guarantees. Like in in college, like no matter what, if I had a bad game or a bad practice, I was still going to be able to walk into the facility the next day. Um, you know, sometimes in in the NFL, that's not the case. You know, you can be gone, and that's the business of it. But once you get to this level, you understand that's how it goes. So, uh, you know, I'm just I'm happy and honored that I have been given this opportunity. I'm going to ride it out until I can anymore, and and then move on my life. So it's. It's been fun so far, and uh, hopefully, I can you know, continue it. Have you gotten any any cool experiences? Any you know to meet any guys on that level uh, when you're with the Giants that you're like, oh man, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm an NFL player. Yeah, right I now. mean, I was like uh, I was like Saquon Barkley's uh, ping pong partner for quite a while uh, during training camp and stuff. So that was, I guess, that was pretty cool. I mean, we're going against guys like Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate and all those guys. So, uh, I mean, that's. That is pretty cool, uh, but once you're in the locker room with them, you just you just see them as like as one, just 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 a guy. They're good dudes, and and they you know once you get over the first you know initial, uh, holy crap, this is Saquon Barkley or this is Eli Manning, then you're just kind of just the one of the guys. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. And I mean, speaking yeah. of good guys, you are one yourself, and I really appreciate uh, your your time this morning. I'll, I'll just re- unveil. Uh, we had some technical issues, and so uh, CJ actually spent more time <laughs> than he, we planned on here because we messed up the first part of the recording. So I want to thank you for all your time this morning, and, and hopefully uh, you can kind of get your fandom <laughs> where sometimes you don't get as frustrated uh, watching the Cats. Yeah, forward. I'm going to be at the Tennessee game uh, in a couple weeks, so I'm excited to come down and watch the game. Uh, I have, so um, that's, uh, I think that's the weekend Josh is coming down, so we're both going to be there so it'll be fun awesome man uh maybe we'll get to see you then thanks so much for your time yeah no problem man thank you back on behind kentucky football with drake jackson first question is have you dried out yet oh yeah (laughs) no i know when we got back uh, yesterday into the uh, locker room some of our uh some of the guys knee braces were still a little wet some of the shoulder pads were still a little wet uh but luckily for us uh you know the showers were hot after the after the game What's what's that like playing in in those kind of conditions? You know, what are the challenges? I think everybody likes doing it. I think it's fun. It's different. Uh, you know, when it's cold, uh, you definitely don't sweat as much. You um, you know, especially in a night game, it it was it was a cool environment. Uh, we wish we could have came away with the win, but that was definitely a, an environment everybody wants to play in every now and then. You guys got honored this week as a group or uh, on one of the preseason honor rolls for best offensive line. You know, what kind is that? What does that honor mean to you guys as a group? Uh, it just means that uh, we have to do it again for the you know the next five games. So um, it's an honor for us, but uh, it's something that we expect out of ourselves. That's a standard. Uh, Coach Slarman talks about with us, you know, what is our standard? And our standard is to open holes in the run game and to pass protect and keep the quarterback clean. And we started off the season doing that really well. We took a bit of a dip, but uh, the, the past two games has been really well. I know, I think maybe Arkansas and Georgia's combined for maybe one set, maybe zero. I'm not sure. So we've picked that up the past couple weeks. And um, yeah, we're just doing what we do. I mean, you know, we with with the quarterback you know, situation that we've had. It's really been our job to try to keep whoever's back there as clean as possible. What's what's the biggest difference between Lynn, Sawyer, Terry? I mean, when you're transitioning from a guy who's, you know, a little bit more run first to a guy who's, who's pass first? Yeah, nothing is different pre-snap, but after the snap, you never know where Lynn's going to be. So, <laughs> yeah, that, and you, and 
unfortunately, you saw that against Georgia. You saw where, you know, we, we try to form a pocket, and sometimes when the quarterback leaves the pocket, we get hit with a holding call because all we're trying to do is stay in front of the guy. And, um, you know, that's what happens. You, and, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we have to have a high football IQ and understand when to let go of guys and, you know, understand what we're trying to do with the ball. So uh, with Lynn, he can be all over the place. But at the end of the day, you know what? We want him to go do his thing because he's great at it. And he's an electric player. And, you know, he can really just – really he can he can make a lot of guys miss back there. So um, he's a special guy. And, uh, you know, he's been, he played really well for us. Along those lines with the holding things, I know it's kind of a cliche. You can call holding on every play and this, that, and the other. When you talk to the officials during the game, I'm sure you know you're having conversation. What do they tell you to kind of like? What's the what the line? If you know what I'm saying, if you could kind of explain that. I think it it's kind of different depending on who the official is. I think some officials will call certain blocks a hold 80 percent of the time. Some another guy might call it 20 percent of the time. Um, you know, and and. Uh, there are there are rules to it, um, but I think each ref sees it differently. At the end of the day, you know they tell you not to restrict the defender from making the tackle, which is kind of what our job is. <laughs> but uh, and you know, like I said, each official kind of has his different way of doing it. That's why you know sometimes it happens, and you know an offensive lineman might feel a little upset about that call because to him, you know, he's gotten away with it a couple times or. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, it's something that, you know, the ref's not going to go pick the flag back up. So arguing with him ain't going to make anything better. Coach Jubes kind of went to bat for Logan a little bit on, on that penalty, saying that he would like some more explanation. I'm not going to ask you to comment directly, you know, on that. But with, with Logan, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's been some criticism about him getting some flags. I mean, have you as a group kind of picked him up maybe a little bit? Yeah, and <laughs> we have. We talked about it on the way home from the game. Um you know, I, I, a lot of those, a lot of the criticism is uh, uncalled for, uh, especially when you look at how dominant Logan is in the game and how much he's helped us these past four years. I mean, he's been one of the biggest factors on the entire team in the past four years. And the reason he gets flagged with holding is because he just throws guys around. I mean, I've never seen anything like it, the way he can pick up a defensive lineman and just toss him. And, you know, like I said, some refs will call that a hold, some won't. And, um, it's an unlucky thing, but for the for the people that you know want to criticize offensive line play like what Logan does, I mean, the dude is dominant, and that's why that happens. You know, it's it's kind of like uh, you know the, the the kid in rec league who's getting flagged for being too good. You know, or for, so that's kind of what it is, in my opinion. You know, and, and you know, there's times where you know we can't have a penalty here, but I don't. None of that is him um, doing his own thing not doing what he's coached. I think Logan plays really hard, and that's why he's going to be, you know, probably a pretty high draft pick is because he's so dominant out there. Looking forward to the to the Missouri game. What's the keys for you guys? Do our job. We have to do our job really well. Uh, we want to run the ball. I don't think that's a secret. Uh, that's what we've done since Coach Grant has been here especially. Uh, so we're going to try to run the ball. And whoever's back there at quarterback, uh, we're going to protect him and give him time to make to make plays. And um, <clears throat> Coach Slarman is putting in a game plan for us to run the ball, and uh, we're we're picking it up as best we can, and we're ready to go in there on Saturday uh, and execute. Thank you, Drake. Yep. Now joined on behind Kentucky football, 
by Steve Klingscale. Uh, a lot of talk this week about the growth of the defense, and I think many people were discussing your position group specifically. The DBs have really progressed. What have you seen from your guys this season so far? Uh, you know, every day um, we try to get out there and get the guys just understanding the game more, you know, believing in each other more. Um, Coach has done a really good job of, of getting us to know each other more, you know, understand who we are individually, where we're from, what we've been through. And, and I think when you identify that with your teammates, you play for them. You know, you play harder. You give a little bit more, and you can see that the last couple of weeks. You know, the defense, the entire team, the secondary, everybody's adopted that, and we're just playing harder for each other, to be honest with you. Um, you know, and, and again, with experience, they'll continue to get better. They'll have better knowledge for the coverages, for the game, for the formations, for, you know, everything that we're going to see every day. So, you know, I, I think a lot of us just got to do with just our, our ability just to be a family, to be honest. Along those lines, I feel like, oftentimes you guys discuss how when a guy's out of position it's maybe because he's trying to do too much and try and not trusting his teammates is that also a key to the, the progress oh super key you know because at the end of the day they either either they don't know it or you're teaching it the wrong way or they just don't you know they just need more time and there's too many moving parts and you get that with experience you get that with coaching you get that watching film um, and you get that sometimes you know when I played I learned better from the players when I was a freshman, you know, because you don't understand the coaches, you know, direction all the time. And, you know, this is our platform as coaches, but our purpose is to help these young men, you know, but we have to win ball games to do that. And so, again, some of the older guys can bring them to the side, do a little extra work with them, watch film with them, get them to understand, hey, I went through the same thing. This is what you should be doing. But it, like I said, with experience and then just understanding, just do your job. Because, you know, coach speaks on it all the time. One problem can't compile another, another, and another. So if you do your job the right time, the right way, then your teammates going to do it, and then we'll win and we'll get off the field. How much more comfortable are guys like Quandre Mosley, Brandon Eccles, making that transition this year? How, how have they grown as players? Well, you know, uh, it was it was really uh, challenging for those guys coming in and learning the coverages and the techniques and everything. And Brandon kind of picked up on it faster because corner is not as you know challenging, but the the ability that he has made it a little bit easier for him. And Quandre's really grown the last few weeks. Um, we've given him identity. We've got him a nice little package, and he he really does a good job in understanding what we're doing now. And uh, in it just each week, you know, there's always something new for him to learn because. Our opposition gives us something, you know, a different challenge. So um, it's always always good for those guys to keep that challenge because then it keeps them on their toes. We tell them all the time: you're not you either, you're not get the same. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. And you can always go in and watch extra 25 minutes of film on your own. You can always come in and ask more questions. You can always you know execute your assignment more and do a little bit more drill work. And you see those guys; they do that. They stay after and they get ball drills. You know, we want to get more interceptions so they know when the opportunity comes. We got to make the best of it. They've been working on different things like that. So it's been pretty good for them. Yusuf Corker is a guy who I know when he came in, you guys had high expectations for him. It seems like this season he's he's kind of fulfilling them to a certain extent. How, is, how has he been able to make that leap this season? You know, uh, this is his third year here. Uh, he's been in the system for a while. He's a smart player. He understands it. Came in as a corner, so the skill set for him at safety uh, has been pretty easy for him to, you know, to transition. The physicality, he's already a physical player. Uh, really, it was just him getting the confidence, being back in the secondary and, and being the leader, you know, the commander back there. And I'll be honest with you, he, he, he is the vocal piece for us. He does a really good job of making the calls and the checks and understanding. And, you know, he's still young, too. 
you know, and so he makes, you know, his mistakes as well, but he does a good job understanding them and trying not to make the mistake again. What is uh, this challenge? What challenges does this Missouri offense uh, pose to you guys? They're very good. You know, it's, that's like a trick question. It, everything, in every aspect, the run game, the pass game, um, they call good plays at the right time. They, you know, they, they challenge your eyes. You know, they, they, they force you to, to be fundamentally sound and, and still, you know, have to win your one-on-one. And uh, so it's definitely a, a big challenge for us. And, and uh, they're very good. Their skills very good. Their offensive line, strong and big. Their quarterback is doing good. Every game's getting better. The tight ends are exceptional. You know, the, the running backs, you know, they got two different styles, but they're they're very effective. You know, uh, really three. The, the third running back is really good, too, big, powerful guy. Um, so they, they, they give us a lot of, you know, uh, challenges. But, you know, we're working on what we have to work on. The biggest challenge every week for every team in the country is get better at what you do. And so that's what we're working on. There's rain, obviously, at Georgia. I think there might be some rain this week in, in the forecast. What challenges does that present <laughs> to you guys in the secondary when it is slick like that? Uh, well, you know, we work on a lot of different things of, you know, being able to stay on our feet and just understanding the game, the situation. Really, a lot of times it changes, you know, maybe, you know, the style of play to a certain degree. But, uh, you know, I've been in rainstorms, snowstorms. They're, they're going to do what they do, and we have to, you know, be able to execute it and adjust to anything that they, they, they decide to change. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks to CJ, Drake, and Coach Klingscale for joining the this edition of the show. Please subscribe, guys. Please share. That's how we get this Get this growing. I feel like we're giving, getting a lot of great information from a lot of different perspectives, a coach, a player, and somebody who's close to the program but gets a little bit of an outsider's view. So I feel like we're hitting it from all perspectives. If you got time, feel free to live, leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast player. And also you can leave us a comment. As always, if you have any suggestions, questions, suggestions, any of those, Feel free to hit us up on social. I am at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. You can always also find us at UK Sports Network on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search UK Sports Network and feel free to leave us a comment there. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, man. I'm, I hate to – the computer just messed up in front of me, and I don't think – are you, you're not in a rush or anything – because I might need to no. start this over. Yeah, I apologize, but something went wrong on my recording, so we might have to start from the jump. If that's if you're good with that, sorry, I'm gonna have to repeat questions. But you know, technology okay. sometimes. My my bad, man. I, I hate when this happens, but I wanted to get all your thoughts on that again. So we'll just I'll go from the top, um, and we'll just I'll kind of re redo what we did there. So sorry about that.